there, we're the West Slot Pirates, and welcome to the show. We're here to share our thoughts on Northwestern athletics and college sports, with thoughts and analysis from the visceral to the statistical. We run our tailgate with the red pirate flag flying high above, as we give no quarter, especially the fourth. I'm Sam Walter. I'm John Lacombe. And I'm Eric Skos-Gaspo. Well, guys, as we uh, come to the end of our summer previews, uh, the old adage, save the best for last, I think that'll hold true with uh, this episode here. Because it is so much fun to preview Illinois. <laughs> um, they're just terrible. And I don't think that there's any reason to sugarcoat this in any way. Um, nope. John, <laughs> nope. <laughs> take, take us through the Illinois defense. What that there is one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me get my popcorn. Okay. Oh, I was yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll, I'll sugarcoat it. I'm pouring the sprinkles on this Sunday as we speak. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, everybody's going to be delicious, just like it is every year. Um, so, yes, defense in quotes. Um, it's a real testament to the work of Nebraska and Maryland that the Illinois defense actually got worse in 2017, and it was still the 12th best defense in the conference. The wheels are coming off of the Levy Smith Hardy Nickerson wagon in a hurry. Um, so the idea of the Tampa two, as I feel like we talked about every time we've previewed Illinois since Levy came in, um, is to find fast playmaking linebackers and give them space to move against the run and against the pass. The Illini have not had a problem with the first part of that equation. Two years ago, they had Hardy Nickerson Jr. transferring in from Cal, and last year, Illinois got a solid 85 tackles out of Delshawn Phillips, who will be a senior this season and will definitely be the leader of this defense. And that's it. Uh, Illinois can't remotely control the line of scrimmage. This is the worst defensive line against the run in the Big Ten. Illinois got four and a half tackles for loss and three sacks out of tackle Tymere Oliver. Um, and the, the Illini also got a combined eight tackles for loss and four sacks out of freshman defensive ends Bobby Roundtree and Isaiah Gay. Those two defensive ends averaged 230 pounds between them. In other words, the Illinois line is well built for third downs that will never come. Um, the Illini gave up 218 rush yards a game in 2017, and that was the worst in the Big Ten by far. Um, if anything, the situation may be worse in 2018, because solid linebacker Trey Watson, the defense's second best player after Phillips, elected to grad transfer to Maryland. I assume he's on some, like, tour of the Big Ten defensive basement um, and just wants to just taste all the awfulness uh, from coast to coast, as it were, Midwest to the coast in this conference. Um, but anyway, Watson is gone. So poor Delshawn Phillips is back there by himself in Tampa to hell. Um, the Illinois secondary, I won't waste your time. This was the number 13 pass efficiency defense in the conference. Not that it matters. Because ain't nobody throwing against the Illini. So all I can say about these four guys is they better be able to tackle because the running backs are going to be coming at them fast and furious. Um, so everyone and their mother is going to be able to run on Illinois this year, and that includes Northwestern. Um, remember, 
and this is all I'll say more about this defense because there just ain't anything else to say. Um, Jeremy Larkin gained 71 yards against Illinois last year on eight yards per carry. Uh, I would imagine he's going to have a heck of a lot, a heck of a lot more than 71 yards in 2018. I just want to mention, like, I'm, I'm as you're going through this, John. I'm, I'm following along in my Phil Steele guide, uh, and for those who aren't familiar with the Phil Steele guide. Phil Phil has his own like ranking for uh, for recruits, and he carries that through um, to uh, you know any player that he lists. He always includes his his Phil Steele ranking from when they were a, a recruit coming into college. And other than Delshawn Phillips, pretty much everyone on Illinois' defense is in the three hundreds or worse. Is, oh, is it is it like? Is it like the Athlon preview of Rutgers? How many Big Ten caliber players does it say <laughs> Illinois has on their defense? It's unreal. Do they, have, do they have four Big Ten caliber defensive linemen? Because I don't think they do. They have two lean linebackers playing end and, like, no tackles. So, no. Uh, yeah. a back Playing only with your back seven, not a really good way to build a defense. Oh, God. Their, their, corner, I don't, I mean, their cornerbacks are in the 400s. There's, I mean, you could argue that, again, it's really easy. There will be 10 defenses better than Illinois, minimum. So, like, Lovey Smith, a quote-unquote defensive coach, it's possible, possible, unlikely, but possible, that there are 13 defenses better than his defense in a 14-team conference. All right, Scuzz. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure but I'm sure their offense is going to bail them out. So Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh Scuzz, tell us how stacked this offense is. Oh man. Uh they've gone to plaid, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you listen to our Minnesota preview, uh you may have heard us talk about the Minnesota QB situation and basically that they could be better off now that Denmary Croft, their all-run no-pass QB decided to transfer. Well, Illinois is going to test the opposite side of that theory. With... Oh, they're just ready to reload. There's reloading back there. <laughs> well, well, all all run, no pass. Cam Thomas is returning, and he's going to take the reins of this offense after legend Jeff George Jr. took a t- transfer out of town. <laughs> My God, this offense is a total mess. <laughs> uh, they were ranked in the in the in the one teens and one twenties in S and P last year, in, in in all the major categories. They averaged 3.3 yards per carry and only 100 yards per game rushing. That was surprisingly good enough for 60th in the country, but the success rate, the explosiveness, the short yardage situations, all awful. Uh, The O-line graded okay on run blocking, but they gave up a whopping 13.7% sack rate, worst by far in the conference. And they gave up the highest number of sacks given up by an Illinois offensive line in over 20 years. Wow. The QBs were just short of horrific. Somehow they threw for more yards than either Maryland or Minnesota, but they had twice as many picks as TDs, uh, below 50% completion, and the dismal 5.8 yards per attempt posted by legend Jeff George Jr. almost looked good compared to Cam Thomas's 4.4 yards per attempt average. Not surprisingly, Lovey Smith uh, let our boy Garrick McGee go after this performance. 
Although I'm not sure what Garrick was supposed to do in one season with more true freshmen, and that's like low star, low three star true freshmen playing than any other team in FBS. Last I saw Garrick, he was standing outside of the lakefront facility throwing rocks up at the window. Like... <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was another disaster. So now they bring in Rod Smith, no relation, uh, who ran Arizona's offense for the last six years. And he's going to try to get it done with a, a lineup featuring eight sophomores and three seniors. So the good slash bad news. So that so that so they at least have a lot of leadership, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and they, and I guess you know everybody's back. <laughs> the uh, this could go this can go two ways, right? The optimist will say that four starters return on O line. The experience is, is much greater than last year. Uh, two of these guys were true fr- freshman starters in 2017. Um, Lovey has also focused on O line and recruiting. Uh, uh, two of their their top five players uh, coming in this season are O line, so they got you know they're trying to build mm. up a little bit of depth there. Mm. T- tell me more. Uh, the uh, optimism here, remember, uh, the two best runners, uh, running back Mike Epstein and QB Cam Thomas, are both back. Hooray. Uh, and last year's top two receivers, plus Mike Dudek, return as well. Uh, D- does Dudek have knees? Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> un- un- unclear. Um, the optimist uh, Illinois fan will also be praying, praying that new offensive coordinator Rod Smith can do for Cam Thomas and true fresh Corin Taylor what he did for Arizona QBs like Brandon Dawkins and Khalil Tate. The pessimist would say that Cam Thomas can't throw more than five yards downfield, Dudek is not the speedster he once was, and the O-line is still thin and not very talented. And by the way, those Arizona quarterbacks were high three- and four-star recruits respectively, while these quarterbacks are not even close. Oh, God. (laughs) It's so beautiful. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, so let's talk about their schedule. Um, they open up the year at home against Kent State. Uh, then Western Illinois comes in. Wait, Sam, you just continue reading through the schedule while I look up how many wins Kent State had last year. Sure. Because it's <laughs> going to matter. It. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> because it's going to matter. What about Western <laughs> Illinois? Um, September 15th, they play USF up here in Soldier Field. Uh, they finally wised up to the fact that playing Northwestern at Soldier Field isn't a good deal for them. Um, they get Penn State on a Friday night uh, in Champaign. Uh, then they get their bye week. They uh, come back to play at Rutgers, home for Purdue, at Wisconsin, at Maryland, home for Minnesota, at Nebraska, home for Iowa, at Northwestern. All their winnable conference games are on the road. Every one of them. That Purdue? No. <laughs> I'm I'm squinting here. I'm I'm like try trying to not. Why am I even trying to find a silver? By the way, no, by the terrible. way, Kent, Kent Kent State was awful last year. Illinois got that one. So big start. Two and zero start to the season. Two and zero start hosting the South Florida Bulls. <laughs> I, I don't know. Western Illinois went eight and four last year. They beat um, Coastal Carolina, who was who had moved up to FBS. Uh, they beat oh, them yeah. fifty-two to ten. I don't know. Like, I, I'm I'm just looking up. They're not they're not um, preseason ranked in FCS, but I don't. Know. I mean, 
Are you are you confident Illinois wins that game? I'm not. Uh, nope. I'm not going to argue with you. No. Uh, there. I mean, again, Rutgers is awful. Um, that's too. Again, that's shame on you if you watch that game. Um, but I mean, Illinois could go on the road and uh, like none of us would be shocked if that happened. Um, but again, they would have to go on the road, on the road at Maryland on the road at Nebraska. And and I mean Nebraska's way way down right now, but just based on pride and like raw recruiting rankings, you would think that Nebraska can get it together enough to beat Illinois. Um I don't know. I I'm tr- like I I mean we've we've been around a lot of these things. I mean a lot of these games could go either way, but someone's got to be in the basement of this conference. Um and I just I, it's the easiest. It's just easiest for me to just look at this and say they win two games, two and ten. I mean, why would I? Why do I need to talk myself into them somehow beating Rutgers? Both of those teams suck. It could go either way. It might as well go Rutgers' way. They're the home team. Um, and after that, you've really got to get me talking into Illinois beating any of these teams. Um, I mean, when I say any, I mean Maryland or Nebraska. Illinois is not sniffing these other teams i'm sorry so western illinois i'm, I'm still fixated on this western illinois <laughs> <laughs> loses their top receiver um who who granted got like caught like almost half of the receiving yards last year but everybody else like at uh running back qb etc on the offense is back um they're losing their top their top couple uh two of their top couple defensive players, but I don't know. I think, I think this, this Western Illinois team won their conference. I look, look out September 8th. What's the, so what's the state of Lovey's buyout? Um, is it still absolutely ginormous and untouchable? Are they, are they, are they they still paying Ron Zook? God, I'm just like, I mean, is is the state of Illinois still broke? I mean, if that team loses, I mean, if that team loses to Western, they're going to go one and 11. So, um, the, I mean, I just, it's just going to be week after week of Illinois taking another loss. Um, you're right. I mean, in any normal situation, given what's already transpired at, at a more prideful program, I'd be circling that bye week or at least the Rutgers game at, at after the Rutgers game and being like by mid October, he'd be in trouble, but you're right. I think Illinois stuck with him. Um, the program's not going anywhere. They took their shot. It didn't work. The conference is loaded defensively right now, and Lovey Smith is not part of that conversation in any way. Um, and that was what he was supposed to be able to do. Um, and and they're just stuck with him. I mean, I give them props for not having Tim Beckman as their coach anymore, but um, I mean, boy, boy, if I mean uh, uh, another person, not me, but another person might be sad for Illinois. Um, but hang on, I'm still I still have to scrape a little bit. I still have like some of that. You know how when the ice cream melts and it's at the bottom of your Sunday dish and you got to scrape it a little bit. I'm still kind of working. <laughs> on getting that right now. <sighs> uh, I need a beer fridge in my basement for when we do the uh, the Illinois preview. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm grasping at straws here, but you know. The the silverest of silver linings is you know at least their cross conference is not awful. I mean it's Rutgers and Maryland, um, and uh, 
Penn State, you know, so they'll lose to Penn State. But, you know, if if you're looking for any sort of silver lining, there it is. But this is not a good team, and they're not going to win games. They've already picked the very best-looking field of corn to build their lakefront facility in front of, though, so... <laughs> Um, there's always a road back. It, it, field, John, field it, front it's, it's not a lakefront facility if, <laughs> yeah, it's, if it's uh, an irrigation ditch. That's not a, right. It's an irrigation true. ditch front facility. True, true. Come My on. Mistake. Oh, man, the knives come out for Illinois. Um, <laughs> God, they might go 2-10, though. I think it's really plausible. Is yeah. South Florida any good this year? I mean, yes. Charlie Strong. Come on. <laughs> oh, right. South yep. Florida's uh-huh. going to annihilate them. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. They really are. Uh, I mean, it's it's brutal. It's rough. And it's so, so delicious. Well, let's go ahead and leave it there for our Illinois preview. Um, you know, We'll have plenty more to laugh about them as we get into the regular season. Um, I, I, you know, we'll, all, we'll need all the comedy we can, and Illinois is... Just there to provide. Uh, head to our website, westlotpirates.com, where you can leave comments and questions. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Westlot Pirates. You can call our voicemail line, 847 231 2287. That's 847 231 CATS. And email the show, westlotpirates at gmail.com. Tune in next time as we give our visceral and statistical views on Northwestern athletics. And look for us in the Westlot of Ryan Field flying the red pirate flag because we give no quarter, especially the fourth. For John Lacombe and Eric Skazboy and Sam Walter. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.